We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I just like the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Davis at The Lame Show is where you can find me. Yeah, Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. If you were looking for a Monday show, shit happens. Didn't put anything out. Uh, I had something scheduled with a friend of mine. He got sick. Shout out to my guy, Zach. I think it was the Cowboys that really got him sick. But he did get the flu. He was sending me screenshots and shit. And then before you know it, it was Christmas Eve. And I was like, yo, you know what? called another buddy of mine he was traveling from arizona back back home and then going back so no monday pod but we are here today i'm with a guest uh what would you say special guest or no the special guest the special guest just like the ohio state which you bet on right you bet on them no i bet on uh, oklahoma oh they don't no no lsu plays oklahoma yeah they're gonna get their ass kicked but it's all right nice yeah my future's betting early uh i'm mike producer mike producer mike yes mike making his debut i mean you've heard him in the past just kind of like yelling out shit in the background or he grabbed the <laughs> mic and complain you know, about the jets yeah complain about the jets or the mets or something but mike has been on board with vm since uh middle of august september uh he's helped out a lot behind the scenes and Alan is with his family who's visiting from Australia and from Croatia, so he couldn't make it. And I was just like, yo, Mike, fuck it. Come on. Come on the show, debut and shit. And uh, yeah, man, tell the people, like, how did we how did we link up? Yeah, man. I mean, 
You got me on. It's backup week in the NFL. You got the backup there you go. on the pod. There we go. Um, how do we link up? You threw up on uh, Twitter that you needed uh, some interns, you said. And um, I've been trying to, I was trying to get a job at the time, so I just used it. I, I thought I'd use it as, you know, leverage or something. I sent you my resume. You said that I was the only one that actually sent you a resume. And that uh, Impy said to, that I'm overqualified and definitely to talk to me. Yeah, Impy's my, shout out to Impy, man. You know what? As a matter of fact, shout out to Impy. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Boss. Shout out to all my league mates in fantasy. Because once again, <laughs> back to back, like Jordan, Pippen, 96, 97, right? Your boy won the MFA Fantasy Football League. The only <laughs> fantasy football league that I play in. The only league I care about back to back. Three-time champ. The most dominant franchise in, daily, in, in, in fantasy sports, the Dirty Lambs, again. I heard about Mike Boone. Were you a Mike Boone guy? No, nah, I didn't have to worry about that. My team killed it this all week. All right. Can I just explain one, one thing all. to you guys? One thing to you guys. And you know what? Let me just finish up on what Mike said. Ippy is my resume guy. Ippy swagged out my resume. He put me on to like, yo, you got to get on LinkedIn. Shit is popping on LinkedIn. So we're on LinkedIn now. There's a veterans minimum LinkedIn too. Thanks to me. Th- thanks to Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Mike has done the Taver. Thanks to Mike. Manscaped. Thanks to Mike. All right, so Mike is really crushing it behind the scenes. But I got to say, uh, every now and then I'll float, I'll put shit on social media like, yo, looking for someone, a graphic editor, or whatever. And yeah, Mike was the only one that sent me like, uh, like a professional resume, <laughs> like we're fucking Apple. <laughs> and uh, I, Impy at the time still had access to, um, I think it was DB or? No, nah, I think I sent it to you. Oh, you sent you it to me. DB. I sent it to, uh, I told Impy about it, and Impy was just like, Yo, let me look at it. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's way more than what you're asking for. So I was like, all right, fuck it. And and Mike also, uh, convenience was a big thing into that too. Like not for nothing, you live in Long Island, close by me and all that. Yeah. So yeah, Mike got on board. Um, so I, I want to I wanna give you guys a little lesson in fantasy since, you know, I feel like I have uh, built some clout and credibility as a defending reigning undisputed champion. Uh, the title reign is... Currently at 365 days. I've been a champion for 365. I'm going to be a champion for another 365, Mike. Do you know how pissed off my friends are? They're not happy with me, as you can hear. I can only imagine. I went from first, uh, from last to first. They're all pissed, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I wish I didn't send all the money, but it's all right. So, so here's a little, like, uh, let's go through history a little bit. I, I won the league in uh, 2015, I think. I won the league. 2016, I missed the playoffs. 2017 i missed the playoffs and this is when like i really like gravitated to daily fantasy and i was winning all this money daily and i would tell them like yo you know like i really i don't care about yearly as much because i like i there were there were weeks where i didn't set my lineup like and that was like very uncharacteristic of me and i'm also the commish you know we had a little scandal this year where uh and i'm sure you guys i know you guys hate it when people talk about fantasy football like their leagues or their teams, but you know what? It's my show, so I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, my buddy Dom, he uh, he's been out the playoffs since like draft day. Um, so he he set a lineup of like Juju and and Marvin Jones, and those guys were on like not IR, but they were out, and that ultimately cost my buddy Espo the one seed, which Joe won the one seed, and like one seed, if you finish first place in the regular season. It all started with my buddy, my buddy Danny, who was like, yo, man, if I've been the best team for four months, like I should be rewarded. 
if like shit happens and like someone gets hurt or you know like Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook yeah. didn't play, Chris Godwin, like I should be rewarded. And we're like, all right, cool. Let's get rid of third place because no one really cares about third place. First place, you get your league feedback, and that's what happened. So my buddy Dom wasn't setting lineup, so I was like a little bit in the boat where I kind of just like <laughs> I didn't care because also like yo, not for nothing, I was in so many leagues, and now I just play in one league. And it's because it's the only league I care about. It's the one with the most money. It's bragging rights. It's all, it's it's my childhood friends. You know what I'm saying? Like we just talk mad shit to each other. Uh, for Secret Santa, I was sitting next to Joe, and he had like Tyler Lockett, and we're exchanging gifts. And he just goes, "Fuck you!" He just like gives me the <laughs> finger because Tyler Lockett had like seven points for five straight weeks combined, and then of course he goes for like 27 against me, but uh, ultimately I prevailed. But you know, I uh, I I didn't make I didn't make the playoffs, and like. You know, I pride myself on, I I don't ask anyone for fantasy advice. I don't use anyone. I make my own rankings in the preseason. Uh, I literally chart shit. And like I was used, I've used my rankings the last two years. And my boys are like, yeah, of course you use your rankings. Like trying to cut my ass. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of just like, I don't use anyone's like, he's the number one back or whatnot. Like I was telling everyone like, yo, I would take McCaffrey number one. You know, That's like what I was saying too. I was taking McCaffrey. I was like, I wouldn't take Barkley because the offense is bad. Like you know, uh, Camaro. I was worried about because of Latavius Murray, Zeke. We didn't know anything. Like right. so you could say, like a little bit by default, it was like, yeah, McCaffrey. But yeah, man. So uh, I heard mad shit for like two years. Like everyone's cutting my ass. So I've won it back to back years now because two years I didn't make the playoffs, Shelly. and then back to back years I, I have prevailed. But uh, yeah. Um, I think you and Alan really helped me out this year. Just listening to you guys shoot the shit while I'm here, that helped a lot. A lot, a lot of Thursday, like, yo, what should I start? And they're like, yo, man, you <laughs> yeah. should do this or that. Yo, I won without Godwin this week. Put up 170, just took it, no problem. Everybody did well for me this week, and I won. It was nice. Impy didn't have Cook. He didn't have Godwin. And oh, he was sick. Okay. He was going off on me Tuesday morning, and I was just sending him selfies of old wrestlers, and I'm like, because <laughs> I did a photo shoot last year by myself uh just posing in old wrestling like <laughs> like classic wrestling pictures and just like reenacting them so uh i just you, have to get enough the time on your hands nick oh yeah i do i do <laughs> especially this time of year it was like perfect um that's why there was no episode on monday i was also game planning as to why what my photos are gonna look like nah but like on a serious note though like to bring it full circle the whole mike boone shit because Fucking fantasy football players are sick individuals. Yep. Um, man, I always say this, like, yo, you gotta... Because the decision that ultimately won it was I picked up Dwayne Washington over Mike Boone. And the reason why I did that is because, like, Washington we've seen in the past as a starter, right? Mm -hmm. I call it the Austin Eckler. Like, whenever Melvin Gordon is out, you throw in Austin Eckler, you're like, yeah. easy. That's a layup. You know, because you've seen him as a backup, be put into a starter position. Sure. And it's been good. Like, yo, Mike Boone is like Like Latavius third. Murray as well. Right. Latavius Murray. Wayne Goldman. He put up like 28 right. points one week when Barkley was out like early on yeah. and then he got hurt. Um, so it's just one of those situations where I feel like when you're looking at it from either fantasy or a real life perspective, it's like this guy, number one, is a third string running back. Number two, we've never seen him like, well, now you're going to get 20 touches planned, mm -hmm. right? He did well against the Chargers the week before, and that's what everyone had a boner for him. But the reason why is because this dude came in in relief. Right. 
They no one game planned around him. And he got 19 touches and scored two touchdowns. So, yeah, it was. It ended up being Dan Bailey and an, uh, a 15-point lead for me against Mike Boone, and ultimately I prevailed. Nice, man. Yeah. It was easy for me. I, I didn't even sweat it at all. It was, it was a good week for me. Uh, if you would have picked up Raheem Mostert, that guy from the San Francisco, that would have been a good pickup. But yeah, he was a he put up eleven or something like that. Our league is for for as much as I clown everyone, our league is very sharp, man. Like I remember in the past when Tim would do the waiver wave videos, we'd be like, "Yo, son, everyone you fucking mention is never available in our league because like everyone's mad quick with it." Yeah. Like you know, obviously he did it, but I had <clears throat> I had picked up Patrick Laird like three weeks before really? it became a thing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I picked up Darius Slayton prior to his Monday night football explosion. Cause I needed some depth at oh, wide nice, receiver. Nice. I didn't start him against right. the Eagles, but like people are going to hit him up. And they're like, damn, yo, Nick got him already. It's like, yeah, like that, <laughs> our league is just mad. Good like that, yeah. you know, but it's, good uh, like that. it's better. It's more competitive. Everyone's talking shit more. Right. That's how my league is too. It's 10 times better. I was uh, in another league and I don't even pay attention to it. Cause like I said, the, t- the shit talking's not there and it makes a huge difference. And even even my guy Dilly in the in the Discord, I think it's I think it's my Discord, the the Twitch Discord. He was just like, "Yo, I, uh, you know, <clears throat> he played in seven leagues. He won three of them. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm dying over here. But he's like, "Yo, uh, I basically like kind of broke even because like you're spending all this money on yeah. all these different leagues, sure. and that's what ultimately what narrowed it down to me for for fantasy. It's like, yo." It was the one year when Brandon Marshall was on the Jets. That first year that you guys yeah. were balling out with like Fitzpatrick and shit. He was talking shit up this week. Did you see that? Yeah, he called out all those guys. Revis, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, he, Brandon, he always had a beef with Sheldon Richardson though. Yeah, because Sheldon was also like a wild card too. Like yeah, he's a little bit of a dog. Kind of, kind of crazy. But Brandon Marshall was like the sole reason why I stopped playing in so many leagues because. I had Brandon Marshall on like two teams. I'm hyped yeah. when he scored a touchdown. And then I'm going against him in four leagues. Sure. I'm like, it defeats the purpose. Yeah. So now I'm all in on one league and uh, just going from that. I want to mention one thing. It was just the holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever you celebrate. Uh, hope you guys all got what, what you wish for. Hope you guys are all grateful, grateful for everything that you have. Um, Mike, uh, let's pull the curtain back a little bit. Recently, just uh, became a free agent, open market. Yeah. All right. Yes, I am. Yeah. Hopefully, Saved a couple bucks this uh, this, yeah. this Christmas. Did, all right. Honestly, was that factored into your decision? No, it wasn't. But you, after it happened, I was like, "Damn, that was such a good idea." Because I broke up with her right. <laughs> I broke up with her right before her birthday too, like two weeks oh. before then. Oh no, this it is was a slam uncalled dunk. for. <laughs> uncalled for. I didn't know that extra detail. <laughs> It was uh, a month. I'm sorry. It was a month before her birthday, and then Christmas was right there too. It was perfect timing, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. You on this Tinder life now? No, I don't do that Tinder life. You I don't got, do Tinder? No, no, dude, not yet. It's too early. If my if my ex girlfriend's friends see me on there, you know, all of a sudden I'm a I'm a douchebag. I try to keep the I'm a good guy rap. You know what I mean? Yeah, classy individual. Yeah, yeah but you can you know I'm just saying it's like. It's like the L1, RT, L2, R1, uh, the the Grand Theft Auto cheat code. It's like, yeah, it's it's a good time. I, I highly recommend it if you're in the open market. But uh, listen, we're out here planting seeds. No worries. What is uh, how do you how do you feel about Christmas etiquette, man? Are you someone who, when you do your shopping, um, do you ever like wait till last minute? I hate 
Christmas shopping. I mm. hate Christmas gifting. I hate birthday gifting. I hate all gifts. I feel like they're always... So you're the Grinch. I'm the Grinch. And oh. everybody calls me uh, Scrooge. That's what I'm usually called, Scrooge. Because I just... I feel like it's unnecessary. I have to buy you a gift right now. Like it's, I feel like I should just buy you a gift randomly right. at some random time during the year and be like, you know, like I'll buy you a few drinks here. I'll buy you a few drinks there. You know, I'll buy a shirt because I saw it and I thought of you. It, I feel like it's more genuine. But then to go out of your way to buy somebody a gift, it's like, ugh, it's like tolling. You like you don't want to do it. And then there's like the standards where it's like, oh, I gave him twenty bucks. He gave me fifty. What's this bullshit? You know, I, I had to deal with my mom complaining about my uncle all day yesterday. It's like, if we just didn't give gifts, it would be no problem. You know what I mean? I think, so, I think nowadays what I realized, and yesterday I had a bunch of family come off, uh, come over. First of all, awful take that you don't like uh, gifting. <laughs> we got, that goes without saying. But um, I realized that as you get older, it's more about like the little kids. Yeah. Right? Like my little cousins came over. Um, he wants to be a YouTuber. And he found out about the VM YouTube cheap plug. And he was like, yo, you have that many subscribers? And like he lost <laughs> his mind. And it's like not that many. It's like close to 12K or whatever. We got some stuff coming out on the YouTube, guys. Please go no and subscribe. Deal. But um, it was like, yo, they get like, you know, one of my family members bought them clothes. And they're like, ah, whatever. I bought them <laughs> an action figure. And like he loved it. You know, oh, it's yeah. like. It's like little things like that. I think at this point, like, you know, I'm 28. It's like, just give me money. Yeah. yeah. I'll get what I want. You yeah. Know? Give me a gift card. Give me some money. <laughs> like, unless, you know, like I told my mom specifically, like my mom still wants to like, you know, because I'm her son. So she wants yeah. to go crazy. And I send her like five or six screenshots of something. I'm like, I'll be happy with either yeah. of them. And she did her thing. Um, But like, yo, you get fucking ripped a new one by people in the malls and shit dude i went to the mall on christmas eve reserve field mall i didn't even buy anything i just went <laughs> looking for something for merch to send out because i got to send out some merch that shout out to everyone that's purchased vm merch um i appreciate you guys so much thank you i had to go and buy a couple of things so it could be made i'm like what am i doing here it's chaos oh yeah absolutely the chaos. lines are like astronomically long yeah I, I waited online for a gift card for my sister on Christmas Eve for like a half hour. I was like, this is horrible. Are you a open your gifts on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve guy? Uh, Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Yeah, when you wake up. Nice yeah, we did, uh, we, did, we did Christmas. Actually, Christmas afternoon because I slept until like 1.30. Really? <laughs> yeah. And like I had the whole party delayed. I was like, listen, I don't get to sleep much. I popped two, three melatonins the night before. I was like, I am out like a light. So you're not a CBD oil guy? Nah. No? Not on that left? I heard nah. it's really great. Nah, melatonin does it for me, man. I don't I don't sleep for more than like four hour periods. No. So well, when you do I do that stuff in the morning, that's Yeah, so when I do sleep, like I just I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take melatonin and just like twelve okay. hours <laughs> some thirteen hours Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. Oh, it was just like fantastic. I'm kinda getting a semi thinking about all that sleep. <laughs> but all right. Kept you guys long enough. Let's talk a little bit about, about football. Uh, Michael Thomas, absolutely bonkers season. Set the all-time catch record. Broke Marvin Harrison's record. Did it in tremendous fashion. Scored a touchdown. Where do you think Michael Thomas ranks for wide receivers for you? Because, like, you know, year in, year out, it's just like, who's the best wide receiver? Who's the best running back? Yeah, and it changes. But I think Michael Thomas, man, he's – Talk about consistency. Right. He he runs like a four six five forty. Yeah. Like he just gets open. 
He just gets open. He's mad quick off the line. Yeah. He's not a guy who... This is going to be an awful comparison because I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice, but like Jerry Rice coming out of college wasn't a, a 4-2-3 yeah. guy. Right? He wasn't Tyreek Hill. But like when that guy would catch the ball, like no one, t- no one could tackle him, no one could catch him kind of thing. And that's how I feel about like Michael Thomas. And like when you think of Michael Thomas, you think... Because I think nine catches. Like yeah. Michael Thomas is going to get you nine catches. And, you know, he's number one in the NFL in catches being first downs, uh, number one in yardage. Just like everything is just number receptions, one. Obviously. Yeah, receptions, obviously. Who's it's second, just, you know? It's probably not even close. Number one in receiving yards, number two in receiving touchdowns, number one in first downs, number one in targets, number one in catch percentage, nine games with 10 or more catches. It's just. Just consistent consistency, but how do you feel about uh, Michael Thomas? Where is he in your rankings? I mean, he's got to be in the top three. Um, yeah, I would say you know number one. I, don't know, I, I Julio has been res- resurrecting a couple last Julio! couple of weeks. Shout him out for you. Um, I mean, I guess this year you got to give Michael Thomas number one. I mean, he's had like what's he have? 148 catches this year, 1600 yards. That's insane. It's it's almost as great as uh, Calvin Johnson a couple years ago. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking at it right now. He is also what he means to that offense because yo, they don't really have anyone else. No, I can't even name their second like even Camara this year has kind of been underwhelming. Yeah, he was like, on my fantasy team. He was tough all year. I, I, I thought Latavius Murray was going to be a big reason why. But, like, you know, nine touchdowns he scored, 1,688 yards. It's really him. Like, it's really Michael Thomas. This is the occasional Traquan Smith, deep bomb, Ted Ginn, deep bomb. Uh, Jared Cook has become a thing again. But, you know, he also did it with Drew, with uh, Teddy right. Bridgewater. Yeah. You know, and my whole thing was I was trying to get Michael Thomas from boss in fantasy. And I was just like, yo, he's going to be a dud without his quarterback. Because you've seen it in the past, right? Like Antonio Brown, when he doesn't have Ben, ben yeah, Roethlisberger, it's like, yo, you can't start him. And But Michael Thomas is just like different breed, man. I think right now he's probably the best wide receiver in the game. And the reason why I say that is, you know, obviously he just broke the single – single season catch record, but I think he's been so close to the top for so long. Like he's always been a top five wide receiver for like three years now, but it's like now he's officially entered like, nah, it's running through me. And also I was super critical about them giving him a hundred million dollars in the off season. Were you really? Yeah. Cause I was like, like, yo, he's quiet. He was quietly good for a while. I feel like he's gotten a little more vocal this year and he's like, no, nah, but like he's not vocal and like uh like he doesn't have antics on the sideline. Right. Like he's, he's super, not an Odell. Like, like yeah, he's like Larry Fitzgerald kind yeah. of, you know. And I'm just I'm I, I everyone tells me I should adapt and and change my way of thinking. But dude, I don't know if I would give anybody anybody a yeah. hundred million dollars if they're not a quarterback. No, it's tough in the NFL right now. If after the rookie contracts, puts these teams in a big hole, and then they. Like you see with the Rams right now. They got all these guys making $20 million. And what are they going to do next season? They got to upgrade and they have no way to do it. They don't have the money. I don't even think they have the picks. They just gave them all up for draft picks. Yeah. yeah. Gave them up for Ramsey. They've given them up for Brandon Cooks. They've given it up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brandon Cooks, speaking of wide receivers, most overrated wide receiver of our generation. <laughs> he had he's making like twenty seven million a year. Uh, nah, he made he, he's making like he's, I, I believe it's twenty seven million. Nah, not there's no way it's per year. Check check that. Because I know he's like a top he's like top ten in wide receiver salary. And I've always him, Sammy Watkins is another one. It's like what the f- twenty seven and a half million this season. I think it goes down next year, but still. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Cut that. And he's guy. their third receiver, if that. He's like their fourth yeah. now. Higby is a thing. Higby <laughs> right. had three straight hundred yard games. And it's like, yo, Brandon Cooks, you're a one trick pony. I don't like wide receivers yeah. like that. Go. You know, I felt the same way about Tyree Kill, but then he showed me like, yo, he could catch underneath, he could catch jump balls. Oh like God, that yeah. dude is a complete wide receiver. But man, uh, Michael Thomas though gets a hundred million dollars and lived up to it, man. In his first, yeah. his first, he's earned it. He kept them afloat with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. They could have easily just fell apart right then and there, and that would have been the season. How long was Breeze out? Four weeks, five weeks? I think he, I think, yeah, I think it was five weeks. Bridgewater went five and zero. Oh. Right. So if I mean they lose two, three there, it's a totally different league. The Panthers were playing great then. Maybe they could have kept it going. Would have been a totally different um, NFC South. And I think my favorite thing about Michael Thomas is that it seems like it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Like we Obviously, yeah. It just you know? makes the guy better. And he's a big reason why, you know, just to fast forward a little bit to this weekend, they still have a chance at the one seed. You know, like they've clinched their division, right? Pretty much everything in the NFC is locked in. The Saints, the Packers, the Vikings, the Niners, and the Seahawks are all playoff teams. The only thing that's up for grabs is the seeding. And obviously the NFC East with with Dallas and the Eagles. But, you know, New Orleans clinches a first round bye with them winning, Green Bay losing or tying, or them winning and San Francisco losing. So basically if if the Saints win, they're going to be chilling. Uh, Saints win, clinches home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with win, Green Bay loss, and San Francisco loss. So, and, you know, San Francisco, I think, is going to lose this weekend. Do you really? I am money lining the Seahawks. 12th man, Russell Wilson, and our main talking point of this episode. Obviously, we're doing one game of the week, guys, because this is the biggest game of the week. Um, it's going to determine the one seed in the playoffs. Huge. But let's just do one thing before we get into Marshawn Lynch coming back. I am going to read you guys the NFC playoff scenarios. Bear with me because it's a lot. But obviously the NFC East, it's the easiest one, right? Dallas can win the division if they win and the Giants beat the Eagles. Philly just needs to win and they win the NFC East. Green Bay clinches a first-round bye with a win or a Saints loss. So Green Bay beats the Lions. They get a bye week. Green Bay clinches the one seed with a win and a Niners loss. So based on my theory, Green Bay should be the one seed this time next week. The Saints clinch a first-round bye with what's whack? The Packers are the, to the one seed? That's so They're not even like... I don't know. I can't believe they'd be the one seed. I feel like they've been quietly like, I don't know. It's weird. Because they they had some bad losses, like that Chargers loss this year. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like even even like C- the Seahawks and uh, the Niners, I feel like they're both pretenders too. They had some bad losses. Uh, 
the Niners actually killed me. I had a huge parlay in. Oh, oh, two weeks ago, guys. By the way, another thing: why Mike and I get along, big time degenerate. Oh, degen, huge. That Atlanta loss like two weeks ago with the stupid Julio touchdown that you guys were celebrating. Easy. Dying. I was dying. I was at a concert, refreshing, and I was like, "They scored a fucking touchdown right now." I I would have hit for like four hundred dollars. I was so fucking mad. But uh, even Seattle, who Seattle just lost last week to Arizona. Yeah, Arizona double digit favorite. And you know what? The Niners almost lost to the Cardinals twice too. I I feel like they're just the Seahawks almost lost to the Browns. They're just they just squeaking out wins this year. I feel like they're both pretending teams so I, I mean i don't think either of them is going to go the full way either let, let, let's go back to here the saints clinch home field advantage i mentioned it a little bit before with a win green bay loss and a san francisco loss right obviously philadelphia clinches the nfc east division with a win or a cowboy loss the niners can clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs with a win so if they beat the seahawks they're the one seed or a tie Green Bay loss or tie. Never mind. San Francisco, too complicated. San Francisco, you win, you get the one seed. Now, Seattle clinches home field advantage with a win and a Green Bay and New Orleans loss. Yeah. So remember, Seattle lost that head to head to the Saints. So the Seahawks have a chance to be the one, two, three, or five seed. In the playoffs. So a lot of for grabs there. And pretty much in the AFC, everything is, uh, you know, Baltimore the, is the one seed. The Chiefs can go up to the two seed. If the they're Pats not, though, lose. because they're, they got to play the Chargers and Who's they the need to, they, they need the to, Dolphins? yeah. Yeah. So and they play them in New England. So right. it's going to be Baltimore, it's going to be New England, then it's going to be Kansas City. And then Houston. And then, like, Oakland has a chance at the playoffs. They have a very backdoor chance. At 8-8, eight and eight, they would have to be. Yeah, but they, they ha- need everything to go right. They need the Titans to lose. They need the Steelers to lose. Um, I think they need somebody else to lose, too. The Colts need to win. Yeah, something like that. And then, yeah, it's just it's shit show. So If a team goes in at 8-8, eight and eight, you're just like, come on. All right. Let's talk about Marshawn Lynch, man. Were you ever a Lynch guy? Um, I like the hype. I love that video of him in the on the golf cart at Cal when he's driving around. That's awesome. But like, it wasn't just hype though. Like he was, he was a baller. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Most touchdowns in the league from the time he entered until the time he left. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, he just made the game fun. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. I think he was a guy who you became a fan of him. Beast mode, baby. And then you became a fan of the Seahawks because of him. Yeah, I would think so. Because like, I think he was the main identity for that team offensively. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they replay that that touchdown where he should have got tackled like fifteen times over and over and over with the beast quake. What are they yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. That's when um, that's when they were a seven and nine right. team. That was that year, and they beat the Saints, who were I believe eleven and five. Yeah, something like that. So the one seed. I think. Uh, <clears throat> no, no. You know they got they got snake big by injuries, right? CJ Procise out again. Uh, Chris Carson out. Shot Penny out, and it's like, let's go back to what we know, Marshawn. Yeah, man. I mean, you think he's going to make an impact? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think he's going to just – first of all, he knows the system. Sure, of course. There's no wear and tear on him right now. Like, he hasn't played all year. year. So, I think that's something, especially with his style. 
Like you just need to give him to- 10 to 12 carries sure. and then eventually just like pound it out with him at the end to like kill clock and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know what would be really dope? If the Seahawks go back to the Super Bowl <laughs> and they're on the one yard line with the game on the line. Yeah. But you know what they're going to do now. So they'll probably pass again. I think they should be they'd be geniuses to do play action and just fuck with everyone once again. Cause think about it, yo. Just imagine this, right? It's a Super Bowl. They're playing the Ravens. They're playing the Pats. Whoever they're playing, right? And it's it's thirty to, you know, it's thirty five thirty. The ball's on the two yard line, and it's first down. And it's like Seattle's there. Everyone's gonna be like, you gotta give it to Marshawn. Gotta, that's exactly when you run the play that you ran last time. Because everyone's gonna be like, oh, they're gonna run it this yeah. time. What's up? Play action touchdown. I don't know, man. That's that would be hilarious. But I don't know. Man. I don't think he's gonna make a big impact, though. Yeah, you don't think so? Why? No, he's, he's washed. He couldn't do anything last year with Oakland. Yeah. Maybe I'm just upset because he was on my fantasy team. Yeah, well, that's a you problem taking a run. Like I, I was. I liked Le'Veon Bell coming into this year, and then I was like, well, you know, Pittsburgh got a really good offensive line, and he's between that, the Jets' offensive line being trash, and then also him being off for a year. Yeah. Kind of, like, started to, like, be he a guy to fade. Too. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I had a rough year last Apparently year. Apparently, he's going to get cut after this year. It was a one and done with the Jets. No. And I was saying they can get a fourth round or something for him. You ain't getting a fourth round pick for him. Why not? You ain't getting a fourth round pick. Why not? Dude, there's no way you're going to put them. Why not? You're not. You're going to get a sixth-round pick at most. I'll be shocked. Listen, we got a fourth-round pick for uh, Leonard Williams. Yeah, that's because David Gettleman. <laughs> David Gettleman. It was a third and a fifth. Even better. Yeah. I don't know how. You shouldn't have given up a seventh for him. God. <laughs> how do you feel about that one? <laughs> no, I mean, that one is just... I was starting to like Gettleman. I like some of the decisions he made, like DeAndre Baker... <laughs> Since like week nine has been a really good corner for the Giants. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, he's a defensive tackle who doesn't get sacks, but like he's a really good run stopper. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, uh, I like Daniel Jones. Um, but you know, then you make that trade, and it's like, why, why are you doing that trade? Like, it makes no sense because yeah. you're two and five at the time, you trade to uh, in town rival kind of thing, and you just gave up a lot for a guy who's a free agent, yeah, you know. So, you're gonna pay him Aaron Donald money? Hell no, I'm out, I'm out, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it would make me stop rooting for them until Gettleman's on. I don't blame you. That you would, can't you can't give listen, him. You don't pay that guy. No, no, you can't. I I, I couldn't believe they got a, a third for him. I yeah. could not believe that. But with Marshawn Lynch, man, I think he's gonna be. I think it's gonna it's gonna boost the morale of the locker room. Yeah, that's true. He's got that presence. It's it's gonna do. It's gonna work wonders for them. To it's gonna put a belief in the team too. Like yo, we're still just because we're devastated. These devastating injuries to the running back position, we're just going to continue to be all in. And like now, I think Russell Wilson has catapulted himself to like, all right, this is my shit now. Yeah. And, and listen, man, if he could, if he could do what he does with Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator, God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yo, look, this, this offense is, I think, is, it's more talented than when Marshawn was there. That's true. I'll give you that. They Lockett, definitely... Metcalf, oh, yeah. the tight end Hollister. You know, like, and, and Russell Wilson is way, like, he's, it used to be it was Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. Now it's just, like, it, it was, now it's just Russell Wilson. Like, that's yeah. when you think of Seattle. Absolutely. So we got Seattle. They're playing the San Francisco 49ers in Seattle, Sunday Night Football. It was, obviously, it was going to be the the game that gets flexed into there. It's the of only course. game with, like. No, it has implications. Like, that's. 
man, I really think that the winner of that puts themselves in the driver's seat for the Super Bowl in the NFC because Definitely. it's gonna, especially if like Seattle's the one seed, like you don't want to go into Seattle and play them. You don't want to go into New Orleans. You want that one seed. I think the one seed. I think whoever gets the one seed, and I know it's, I'm not really going out on a limb here by saying that, but you know, in recent memory, every team that's won a Super Bowl hasn't had to win on the road. Yeah. I mean, even Philly. Or, well, until last year, Kansas City, they lost in there. Yeah. I mean, even Philly, you don't want to go in there. You don't want to play there. They have crazy fans. I mean, everybody, you don't want to take the trip to Lambeau. You know what I mean? You want the one seed. Yeah, that's another thing where, you know, whoever loses this game is going to be the five seed. They're going to have to go into Philly. Right. And, yo, for as bad as Philly's been, like, they've done it before where they 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 were an underdog to the Falcons and they won. They were an underdog to, in the NFC title game to Minnesota. And it's it's a one game thing. Yeah. Once like, you're in there, everything can anything. We've seen can so many teams. The upset. Giants, like we were talking about earlier. The Giants, the Colts last year, they yeah. won in Houston. Like you just see it all the time. So I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to go into Philly in January. No. Especially when you had them buried. Like Philly was a team who had no chance. Like not too long ago. They lost that game to Miami, like you're assed out. And then Dallas lays two eggs back to back. And before you know it, you win that game over Dallas, and now you're in the driver's seat. And look, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win this weekend, too. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. They're at home. You know, they're an underdog at home. I like the Giants as a dog. Uh, it's it's going to all depend on what, what kind of... You know, Carson Wentz said that that was the biggest game of his career that he played last week. And if you think about it, it's, it's true. He didn't play in the playoffs because he tore right. his ACL. And he had to prove himself... Like, yo, he can win a big game, and he did. He beat the Cowboys. But going back to this one, I think that the Niners are the better team. Would you agree? Of the two, yes, I would say that. Between them and Seattle? Yes. But I think Russell Wilson and them being at home, I give That's the huge. edge to Seattle. Yeah. And they're a dog in this game. And I'm going to FanDuel on Saturday, and I'm placing some bets. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's a there's a bet I want to make. Um and I need to make it now just because the, the the value is high. I want to bet the Chiefs to beat. You love the Chiefs to win. Bro, the Chiefs are winning the AFC. I am like overly confident in it. They're going into Baltimore. They're going to beat Baltimore? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. First of all, their defense has been playing. They have been both. Very well. And now they have uh, Suggs too. They right? got Suggs. That's crazy. They're healthy, bro. Yeah. Like Mahomes missed four games, three, four games, right? Uh, Tyree Kill was out. Then like well, Watkins is always hurt, but it's like, you know, they're healthy now. Yeah, and I just think people have forgotten how everyone feels about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens right now. That's how we felt about the Chiefs. Literally, how we felt yeah. about Kansas City last year. And I think Kansas City flying under the radar. Right? They're not gonna be. Able, they're not gonna have a buy. Right? Everyone's dick riding the Ravens, and rightfully so because they're blowing teams out. Yeah. And everyone's talking about, well, New England's falling apart. What's going on with the Patriot yeah, Empire? So the attention is on those two for, for good and for, for bad. Where I think Kansas City just kind of flying right. under the radar, yeah. right? I can see that. And I just think that if you have Mahomes, you have a chance, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just the playmaker. So I want to bet Kansas City to beat the Saints in the Super Bowl. Not to go, to beat. It's called correct result. 22 to 1 odds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a nice payout. That'd be a very nice payout. <laughs> Make up for fucking... That's your, uh, that's your Vegas trip right there. Matt Ryan to an MVP bet that I made for 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, I, I love Kansas City. And I think the winner of this game is almost destined to be in the NFC title game. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because even if you don't have the one seed, if you're either of these two teams, you're going to have a bye. So you should take care of business in the divisional round. And then it's one game. You're in the NFC title game. Yeah, that's true. And like, yo, I, I would take Russell Wilson going into New Orleans. I'd feel confident because I got a guy. You know what I'm saying? I have a guy in Russell Wilson that could go into Green sure. Bay kind of thing. I'll give you that. I don't know. The rest of that team's just, they're good. Yeah. They're... No, that's why, yo, look, I know Lamar Jackson is going to win MVP, and I feel it. And obviously, this is a terrible time to make this take because they just lost to Arizona as a mm-hmm. right. you know 10-point favorite at home. But, man, like, Lamar Jackson, like, that team is good. Yo, the offensive line is way better than what Russell Wilson's working with. The defense is way better than what Russell Wilson's working with. Baltimore has a great home field advantage, oh, just yeah. like Seattle does. And obviously, Wilson's weapons are better. Like, I like Lockett and Metcalf and sure. Hollis are better. But, like, Mark Andrews is a premier tight end in the league now. And Hollywood Brown is hit or miss because sure. that's just the kind of wide receiver he is. Like, yeah, he's Deshaun Jackson. Like, there's games where Deshaun Jackson goes five for 168 and two touchdowns. And then there's games where it's going to be two for 34. Right. But, like, that's the kind of player that Hollywood Brown is. Yeah. And, obviously, Ingram has been a sensational signing for them, which I was completely wrong about. So, but I think Russell Wilson has done a lot with less than Lamar Jackson. And I think you have that guy, like, yo, he's... Allen and I are working on some shit, best quarterbacks of the 2000s. And, like, man, he's, like, in my top five. Oh, he's... No doubt, but like I said before, Brian Schottenheimer is a liability. Um, I just, I can't get behind that guy. <laughs> it's just, I guess, I mean, I should give him a little more credit. They did get to, The Jets did get to the AFC Championship game. But um, I don't know. If, between the two, I think the Niners are the better team. But at in Seattle, you got to take Seattle. That's you can't bet against yeah, Seattle. Yeah, like they're playing. Like I'm, You said you're going to hammer the... The money line, it's plus 155. I'll probably end up hammering it. So. Yeah, I, li- I like it, man. I like it. And I know that, you know, they beat them in Seattle. They beat them in San Francisco that Monday night game. Right? And if you remember, that was the game when, like, Tyler Lockett just. At first, I was like, did he get benched? But then it's like he got flown to the hospital oh, because right, he right. had some, like, knee contusion or some shit. Or, like, there was a bo- so was some weird thing where I remember seeing on uh, Bleacher Report, they put out a tweet about how the Seahawks medical staff didn't have uh something that like they needed for treatment for Tyler Lockett like on the sideline and they got it from San Francisco like their medical staff oh, really? and it was like you know it's a brotherhood kind of thing in the end of the day of but I do think man Jimmy G has proven himself right he went he outdueled Breeze in a shootout in New Orleans so I can't say like Jimmy G scares me but what I do think is that you know they have these like weird injuries or or guys get hurt in the middle of games and it kind of like changes everything for them, right? Like, you know, use check. I think only like 12 teams use a fullback, but no one uses a fullback like they do. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, Sanders, he still has like, apparently there's one report. I was talking to Kevin Jones from blue hour. Shout out to Kevin. He was saying how like he, he has broken ribs. Some people think that he has broken ribs. So he's like one good shot away from like being benched and, you know, Sherman came back last week, but, you know, the the secondary, they've had some cluster injuries there too. But, man, I really think that Seattle's going to win this game, man, on Sunday. I really do. 
I can't believe that they're an underdog at home. It's so like from a sports betting perspective, like this is one of those like spot bets where like you're betting the number and the situation. Prime time. They're great on prime time. Russell Wilson, you have the quarterback advantage there. I saw a stat last week. It was, uh, it's not a playoff game, but it is like a playoff game this weekend. The the Seahawks are ten and zero at home in playoff games under Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like they they all their losses would come on the road. Yeah. Right. Like they lost that one game that year to Atlanta on the road. They lost another time to Carolina when Carolina went to the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, they're a team that, man, that's why I think home field is so important for them. It's so important for New Orleans. Look, New Orleans lost last year in the Superdome. Sure. Referees and all that shit. I get that. Yeah. But you don't want to go in there. Who that? You don't, you don't want to go there. into New Orleans. You don't want to go into Seattle. You don't want to go into Green f- Bay. I, I don't know. You don't want to go into Green Bay. I wouldn't be afraid of it. Here. Well, you've seen Eli do it. I guess that's no, why. No, but not, partial, not even for that. Still. Like, yo, I really think if you were to get a I think Green Bay You don't Bay's, want to go into the negative degree weather up there. Fine, that's fair. But I think Green Bay easy to stop. Yeah, I guess. Like if you have a team like if you have a really good corner, you could take away Devontae or blanket like double cover Devontae Adams. Yo, he has no one else. No one else no. makes plays on that team. No. Aaron Jones are getting him going, but that's more on the ground and occasionally out the backfield, but Man, I, I think, and I was saying it from like week two. I was like, yo, trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, they needed a guy. They, they were talking guy. for AJ Green. They were they were shopping they for a bunch another of guy. people. They needed another guy. The, the Patriots needed another guy. And unfortunately, the Sanu shit looks awful. If yeah, you're in Atlanta, like I talked to Allen. He's like, yo, I love Mo Sanu because Mo Sanu, he did an interview yeah. with Allen. And that kind of catapulted Allen into a different. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. If you go to Allen's, Allen underscore Sterk. On Twitter, it's his pinned tweet. He did an interview with Mo Sanu. He's like, yo, I love Mo Sanu, but it's like, oh, man, getting a second-round pick for him was we fleeced the Patriots, and we don't know how many times we've said that in the past. I so the I just think that Green Bay, man, they, they're a team that can be stopped. Like, if you just take away – dude, Devontae yeah, Adams. Yeah, I'm shocked like, that they even have a chance at the one seed, Yeah, to be honest. It has been kind of a weird year. Yeah. there's Like, teams are dominating, but they're not. It's like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's the only definitive favorite is Baltimore. Yeah, but even them, I still have questions. Like, yo, fall down fourteen nothing. Let me see you. Yeah, that's true. They've always been ahead all year. They've always been ahead. They fell behind to that Browns game, and maybe and they like never came back. Yeah, they never came back, and that was in Baltimore. You know, yeah. but again, every team lays an egg at least one time throughout the season, right? How bad does that Colts loss, Kansas City? Yeah, man, I had money on that. <laughs> right like that's that was great that was just wild so every team has uh about a you mentioned the packers losing to the chargers like every team has those kind of yeah. losses but you know with, with san francisco and seattle i think it really comes down to the 12th man and if we treat oh, yeah. this like a playoff game which kind of is because the seating is everything for both of these teams i'm gonna go with seattle though yeah i mean they took the first one Barely, but they they got that one. Yeah, I would if I mean I'm gonna say if I'm a betting man, but I am. <laughs> I would take Seahawks this weekend. Yeah, Seahawks on the money line seems to be the wave. So are we both going with Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Seahawks 12th man. Let's see how it is. I'm excited for that game. That's the, that's the only game worth watching this week. Yeah. If you else. play in a fantasy league where you're playing week 17, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
<laughs> play play in a real yeah. play in a varsity league. Yeah. JV shit. Find some uh, find some new friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, where can they find you, man? Thanks for hopping on. Late replacement. Uh, like we said, we got the backups for the backup week. Where can they find you? <laughs> uh, MikeCav33, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Um, let me sh- let me shout out the guys. Uh, I'll shout out Alex. Alex with the graphics, killing it. Taryn, mm. uh, keep shoveling, bro. Uh, Phil, I don't know what you actually do, but uh, keep doing what you do. You make me laugh. Uh, Dom, killing it with the gra- uh, the videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2020 for Veterans Minimum. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, Alan, uh, the man. Alan, yeah. Shout out to everyone. Uh, just, you know, uh, reiterating what Mike said. Um, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up, guys. There might be a different setup as far as what the studio is going to look like. Who knows? I got a lot of shit on my sleeve. Um, yeah, man. Should be a good year. I do have to say that we have, um, if you guys want VM merch, hit me up, DM us, or Veterans Minimum, wherever. But also, a very special episode on Monday. A um, little bit of a reunion. I'll leave it at that. We got to do a little recap, but a little bit of a reunion. And we will catch you guys on the Monday pod, Bay Bay. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.